What if I told you there's a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. In today's episode, the cast will introduce you to their characters, and Sam will introduce you to the world of Anarium. Thank you all for tuning in to episode zero. And those of you who would normally be listening on iTunes or Google Podcasts, thank you for your patience. We've submitted them, and we're just waiting to hear back. Please, tell a friend about us. And if you have the time, leave a review on your preferred streaming platform or on Podchaser. Reviews help us grow and find a new audience. That's enough for me. Let's get to the show. Enjoy. All right, everyone. We are here going to pretend that the intro just played. Um, which before we leave, we should probably come up with some sort of. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Sure. Or maybe. Maybe this is just how we come in. Um, my <laughs> Let's name is let Cameron. it work out organically. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Cameron, uh, and we will introduce who I'm going to be at some point. Uh, but all you need to know is I'm going to play a character on this show. Uh, who else we have here? Uh, my name is uh, Taylor Catron. I am also going to be playing a character named Marcellus. Uh, his last name is Corvinson. He is a mm, a vampire of sorts, we'll say, just to kind of leave some room for, uh, how do we want to put it, uh, growth. mystery, growth. Mystery. Yeah. Um, mystery. Just because he's he's 1,100-year-old Dane, Danish. Um, yeah. He, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, very typical Dane. Um, six foot five, about two hundred and forty pounds. Um, always wearing a. a, That's a big boy. Yeah, he's 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 a large boy. boy. Well, you got to think he's an original Dane, so they were all real big. Um, it hits close to home to me personally. Uh, I am of Scandinavian heritage, so I wanted to include that in this game, and I thought this would be a cool way to do that. Um. I he looks. Yeah, he uh, he appears to be in his mid twenties. Um, little hard lines around the eyes, though, from his eleven hundred years on this earth. Um, always wears a a suit that's just impeccably tailored. Um, took some reference uh, from the originals, Vampire Diaries. Um, okay. The the suit and the the demeanor very Elijah Michelson. Um, the name was from Marcel from the originals the uh, the the King of New Orleans as he proclaimed right, himself. Right. Um, but uh, he uh, carries a Magnum revolver and a uh, large Bowie knife on his person at all times, hidden very well in his suit. Um, he was originally human turned vampire in the late 
900 ADs. Uh, the Battle of Folder. He fought under the banner of Swain Forkbeard. Uh, Swain discovered some uh, enemy Nor- Norwegians, Norse, if you will. Uh, I will. Found them to be drinking blood and nearly unkillable. Very, very hard and difficult to kill. Um, so he uh, he summoned the the clan seer to uh turn his uh best six or seven warriors we'll say okay. what what year did you say this was again uh late 900 AD okay. so around 999 ish um the uh the the battle of Svolder was in 999 AD that is an actual historical battle uh Swain Forkbeard was actually a Danish king that invaded I shouldn't say invaded, but he went to war with Norway. Um, uh, 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 Swain Forkbeard was after uh, Ragnar Lothbrok, who is uh, from Vikings, uh, but he was an actual Danish king. Um, All right. You hear that, Twitter uh, haters that we don't even have yet because we don't even have a Twitter? This is historical. So yeah, I, uh, I, I learn, learn, right. Google yeah, it, learn something. Yeah, it. I, uh, I, I like to bring a lot of my heritage into the into the games I play. So that's I, I try to use historical accuracy as much as possible. Um, All but my uh, comes from the dollop. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, his uh, best six warriors were turned to vampires. Um, they were uh, kind of a secret group because they weren't normal vampires. We'll uh, we'll leave it at that for yeah, we'll now. Get there. We'll get there. Um, like we said, we're gonna leave some mystery. Uh, the 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 true existence of vampires didn't occur until about 1450 AD when a uh, certain Romanian started using his uh, vampiric powers in in the public eye, and questions started coming up. So. Uh, that that same group of six warriors that was turned hunted him down and put an end to him. Um, that took about 26 years to do. So 1476 is when they did that. Uh, the, um, the vampire elders uh, enlist Marcellus on occasion to take care of things. He is uh, what's known as a Generation 4 vampire. Um, just because Generation Zero or the uh, old, old, bloodthirsty, the progenitor of what pro- we know, progenitor, as yeah. Now. So like it's more or less unknown. When if you watch like um, Underworld Evolution, the second one, um, Marcus, that's, that's what he, yeah, that's what Marcus <laughs> essentially was. When he his, when he's turned and he's got the he looks like a bat. Yeah, that's Generation Zero. They, they look did. like bats. They just they're 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 nasty. I think it was the first one had my it's one of my favorite scenes ever. It is because, I forget the guy's name that played um, uh, Homegirl's father. That was mm-hmm. was that Vincent? Yes. I think um, she went to say something and he was just like Victor. <laughs> Victor, yeah. He yeah. Was, he was like, <laughs> yeah. 
was like, that's such a weird. <laughs> that's just a noise, man. I need, I need words. Use your words. <laughs> it's, but, it's like that Michael Caine secret for acting. Just, yeah, just, just yeah. locks eyes and doesn't blink. <laughs> it, it, for that scene has stuck with me from Underworld. But anyway, I didn't want to steal your thought. It, it, that so much so when I think of the Underworld series, I think of that specific moment. moment. Yeah, absolutely. It, I don't know why. But, but yeah, so uh, Generation Zero vampires very, very they bat-like. They're almost man bats. Right. Um, generation but, uh, one. Ge- there's only one zero. Oh generation yeah, the generation one. one. I'm sorry, you're correct. That's when you're getting into the Nosferatu that that they choose to look that way because they don't care about yeah. our social norms. Right. And from there, every person they bite is generation two and everyone they bite becomes generation three strongly borrowed from vampire the masquerade right and the idea that who bit you can determine how strong you are right yeah. i like that i think that's yeah. a cool idea. it's so idea in in today's society they're very very low on your totem pole <laughs> six or sevens they're very simple but when somebody of like a, that prestige of a four walks in a room everybody else is fully aware that they're there yeah and, and with these vampires in this we're talking fangs, like we're talking like uh, you know uh, what are these here? Uh, your canines. incisors, your, your, your canines. Yeah, see, I wanted to say incisors, but then I thought yeah. it was canines, but it's both. Okay, it's okay. both. <laughs> Same tooth. <laughs> okay, um, so we're talking uh, elongated incisors. We're talking, yeah, your because traditional. That's, that's personally what I like. Like, I'm a huge supernatural fan, mm-hmm. but I always hated that they chose the like retract them full of like all kinds of teeth oh yeah no no yeah we're not talking like demonic um like uh, i don't like though we're not talking pins and needles yeah Yeah. thinking more of that we're not talking baraka from the only people that ever did it right and i think it's it's a better movie than i think it gets credit for was uh 30 days of night that was a good movie. yeah like they had that yeah perfect and, and i think like that like that premise that's a terrifying. Yeah, just being in the dark with vampires for thirty days is awful. Uh, but so, so we're talking kind of like you said, that romantic Dracula image of yeah, just kind of a man. Favorite. Maybe it is. Yeah, great, and it's but I don't just know. And, and in our cultural zeitgeist, that's that's the version of the vampire we all think of. Yeah, act, yeah, and and it makes perfect I mean, sense. Yeah, and it's Bram the Stoker. It, yeah. I mean, the yeah. father of the vampire it hit the nail on the head with it, and really yeah. kind of made it his own. I know he's not loved in the the town he came from where right. he wrote it right yeah but Aside they're not so Keanu Reeves that is a fantastic movie and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's good what? And it, it sits and and then or later generations lose control that that's where you're looking at like Buffy the Vampire Slayer where it's in order to do anything their face has to transform so yeah. you have to think that if there are seven generation one vampires each one of them can bring their own change to it the initial idea of the game was that you could be whatever you wanted if you watched a movie or you read a comic and it was your favorite because of how we set it up in just this way you could really be whatever you wanted to be and it fit this is where i would like to transition a little bit and we can come back if you still have more you would like no no i'm good man because we did kind of just jump in we haven't even told you what game we're playing. Which is right. my fault, realistically. And it can be but that's a, edited, that's okay. but it works. I oh, get yeah. excited because for me, it's not about me. It's right. not about the world I built or the sandbox I've made with so many people over the years. It's about my players. I care more about them than I do any of the crap yeah. that I've done. Because to me, it's, it's so little in comparison. Because you guys make a person and you play them. 
and you have to be that person for the three to four hours. I, I force you to sit down with chains and whips <laughs> where it's like, sit down and play my game with me. Yeah. So, so to, and if y'all can't tell, we are in a basement. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a, it's a Even nice those one, of us who aren't physically there are still in a basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and I guess we we'll get to you. So it's it's a there are creepier basements. This is that's yeah, fair. This is a well fair. done <laughs> podcasting um, basement. Yeah, I have a little well quotation studio built in the basement, um, and we're recording here. Uh, to like we said, well, we have me, myself, Cameron. We said at the top of the show, uh, we have Taylor. Uh, who you heard, who plays Marcellus. We have Sam. Hi. Who is going to play... Our keeper. Oh, yeah. Not, well, play our keeper. He is our keeper, however you want to put it. Um, Daddy, some people call him. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mustache Daddy. Is that Get not it talking right. about it ever again? Um, is that not talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, It's a one and done. Just let it go. Rob <laughs> is going to play a character who you will hear about later. Um, so, Rob and I know each other from high school. Um, and we basically, our friendship was rooted mostly in talking shit about our favorite football teams. Um, <laughs> Manning is still better than Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, That's fair. Jesus. That was never the argument. <laughs> you guys that is speaking true. That English? Is true. Did I have a stroke? Can you guys smell toast? <laughs> Can you guys smell toast? I have no idea what you're talking Sam about. Sam is not a football guy, just for anyone listening. Um, I he, respect the he, love. He, I just he, don't he, get He it. understands that it's a camaraderie, but he doesn't give a shit. No, <laughs> that totally so it. mean. He um, doesn't give a shit. Um, so, so is it wrong? It's not. Okay. Um, and then, you know, life stuff happened. Uh, I stayed here in, in good old Indiana, and Rob moved to Denver. Um, I happened to be a bit of a meme lord on Facebook, and some of the memes involved Dungeons and & Dragons. And then, inevitably, the comment came up, like, hey, do you play? And I said, like, no, I haven't for a long time, because... Everyone makes fun of me when I say that I like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely um, a, a, it's, a damper. So well, mostly what I would do was just be involved on groups and I would follow, uh, which is the even nerdier, I, I would listen to Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and listen to games um, and even Mantra of the Week podcast, like we're going to, the game we're going to be playing. Um, and then... Uh, one day, Rob was coming back to town, and he said, rather than, you know, I only have so many days, rather than try to uh, give you your own specific day, which, you know, I am very important. I don't know if I'm that important. <laughs> um, he's like, I think I can kind of round you up in this little nerd group I've got going on. And His, his thing was like, hey, yeah. I can get all you losers in on the same day <laughs> and make yeah. you feel special uh, for about 12 hours, it, but yeah, that's it, all I got. In all fairness, Taylor's like, I want a beer, and Sam's like, I'll drop in on that party, and I'm like, "Well, if I already got to put up with two assholes, what's what's one more?" One more. Third. Um, but the cool thing is, we got beer and wings, and a whole lot more food that we probably didn't need to eat, yeah. true, and a whole lot more yeah. beer we didn't oh, need yeah, to yeah, drink yeah. in the parking lot, but we yeah. did anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was meat involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fireball. We yeah. kept the party going outside. <laughs> you had fireball. <laughs> um, oh. So uh, yeah, we wound up <laughs> becoming very fast friends, uh, Taylor. Uh, Sam and myself, that is. Um, and I already do some a couple podcasts, which don't need, need to be mentioned here right now. Um, but he had Sam had the idea for this podcast, so I'm going to pass this on to him and kind of let you him explain this world that we are going to be living in. And who he is. Hi, he is. Uh, my name's Sam, and you are being invited to my sandbox. Uh, it's a world I 
came Did up with. Did you say sandbox or sandbox? It could be both. Because I like sandbox. It could be my sandbox, <laughs> yeah. which could be dirty. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see what tracks better. But this that is. That sounds so dirty. Like, this <laughs> is. Uh, Complain my sandbox. All right, yeah. Pass me that sandbox. <laughs> the world that uh, I came up with originally. I, I've always been a horror fan. Vampires, werewolves, zombies, yeah. ghosts, monsters, supernatural was a great influence on me as a TV show. I think that's how it all started. We all realized that we all enjoyed Rob? these same shows. Be quiet. Except for Rob, <laughs> who's apparently watching football or some shit in his spare time. I don't know. But uh, we came up, I came up with this world, and it was just this idea that if you took the world that Hellboy existed in, that, that, Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, and you made it a little bit bigger and, and took the idea of what the men in black was supposed to be for aliens and applied it to monsters, that what we define as a monster still has some right to live. How would you police that? What would that be? And it grew from there in my mind. And it was never anything great or fancy. It wasn't something I shared with a lot of people. It was that, that daydream thing you do. Yeah. And eventually I met a friend and me and Matt, that friend, I finally decided, okay, we're, we're getting into RPGs. People are having trouble figuring out what they want to be, what they want to do, what system works, what doesn't. And so I told him, I was like, what about this world what about monster cops what about that is that a game you think we could play because realistically you could plug anything into that if you want to be game of thrones dragon folk if you want to be a my little pony if you want to be a unicorn if you want to be a werewolf if you want to be a vampire if you want to be from a different dimension where aliens landed and there's technology there whatever you loved as a person, whatever content that grabbed you, let's build a world where we can do that. Yeah. And our, our biggest constraint was always system. We always had so yeah. much trouble. We tried GURPS. We tried a, a different variation of the Fallout system. We had a friend who brought that in. And, and we had characters. We loved char the characters that we were making. But the systems never really reflected what we were trying to do. Let's be monster cops in a world where you couldn't tell people about monsters, where they're hidden. They're secret. Because the world's not ready for us. The world's not ready for 1,100-year-old vampires who, who can move at the speed of light. The world's not ready for what you're going to be introduced to. And then the world that does exist, normal, <laughs> normal human beings who have had tragedies like Supernatural, such a big influence. Yeah. Just as far as seeing how someone else with that creative oomph could pull that off. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I think this can happen now. I love Supernatural. Everything past season five is touch and go, but I still love the boys. It's funny because I, I mean I still feel, love it. I watched it. I actually feel the opposite. I feel like season five, and we can we can do a we can do a bonus episode sometime where we can talk about the difference. No, no, I'm taking my headphones off right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I feel like once they got past, I don't know. I feel like they really found themselves later on, and they kind mm. of just became who they were. And early on, I hated the yellow eyes arc, man. That's fair. It got it started, though. I'll give yeah. it that. Um, and the yellow eyes are, I was just like, but like, we're three seasons in. I'm like, this guy, just kill him. <laughs> our whole concept of the game was, how do we do that? And over the years, like I said, we tried different systems. We finally found, on a whim, in a used bookstore in town, for five bucks, the Monster of the Week book. And it sat on my shelf. My Monster of the Week by Michael Sands sat on my shelf for years. And then, lo and behold, the McElroys found Monster the of the McElroys. Week. 
on their Adventure Zone Which podcast. Was my as well. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That might have been the real how this came up was the McElroys. Mm-hmm. It was a combination of because I know that they all came up. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Every every, every oh, yeah. one of these things came up. Everything was discussed. Uh, it was at, it was a good night. Little tower bar and grill. We had a yeah, good night. but we we don't remember all of it. I don't remember most of it. <laughs> I remember I, a good portion of it, but not. All I remember of driving it. home. So yeah, I remember something. that. That's that the, was what's that's important. The, yeah, that's the important part. But like it was, we should preface that by saying we remember driving home safely after we had sobered yeah, up. But beer is always yeah. involved. My wife will not listen to this, but if she does. It's important. She knows you were safe. Yes. We knew. But the idea was, I listened to that, and I went, oh, shit, I have this book. And then I sat down, and I started reading it. And I went, you know, just because the the book is called The Expert doesn't mean that it can't be a werewolf. It doesn't mean that it can't be a a fucking unicorn. Sorry, language. We haven't given you a content warning yet. I'll try to back that off. I apologize. It doesn't mean you can't be what you want to be. It's so simplified and that so much of what your character is comes down to how you play them. That, okay, my character carries a 1911 pistol, he wears these clothes. None of that matters as far as what the book is looking at. It all comes down to how you interpret it as the player. And I I like that a lot. And I like that. It's good for podcasting. And I love the fact I never touched dice. Uh, Michael Sands' Monster of the Week is powered by the Apocalypse. It's a 2D6 system. You can find the book on Amazon for like 20 bucks. We are in no way funded by him. I love the system. Real quick, there are going to be some people that I know just to start with. Some of you guys don't play this game at all, like because I know we're, we're, we're starting from the bottom. And some of you are just my friends that want to support what I'm doing. So when he, when he says a 2D6 system, what he means is what is going to control our actions is... The outcome of your actions. Yeah, the That's important. The actions. You guys have a lot of freedom, but the outcome um, is two d six. Is we are going to roll two six sided dice. Six sided dice. Um, Think or die, die dice. if you will. Die. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, you probably have a better memorized uh, the range of outcomes for. This. On a six or less, you fail. And as the GM, I get to play with you a little bit, my little puppets. Mm-hmm. On a seven through nine, you succeed, but there's always a catch. Sometimes, depending on the situation, that catch is going to be big. Sometimes it might be small, but there, it's never quite what you wanted originally. And on a 10+, plus, you get to do what you wanted to do, plus a little extra sugar on top. So it's, it's, it's that simple. There, yeah. There's no, what dice do I need? There's yeah. no, what is the GM rolling? I never touch dice. And that's where I wanted to bring this up specifically, because when we were trying to talk about this before, and the difference between if you are a bit of a more seasoned player... Um, or maybe you've never played this game specifically, but you play Dungeons and Dragons. I do not want to say that this game is dumbed down or uh, anything like derogatory in that way, but I do think that it is um, simpler. Yeah, there, there's less like like hard corners, and there's so much room for you to just you know interpretation. Play, just play. Yeah. Um, and it I, requires. I think we did one quick run. And I had so much fun in that one quick run. Hopefully one day we'll release it. Uh, which we did forget about the luck points. We did. Which you can explain a little bit. Oh, um, we're good. And as we play, we're good. Um, every character gets so much luck. As you spend it, you automatically succeed or automatically don't get hurt. Because you only have seven or eight life. 
to play with as you go. Yeah. And as you get hurt, you can get unstable. You take more damage. After the first three or four boxes, you become unstable, which we adjusted that in-game so that it had more of a actual tactile effect. On that first box of unstable, you take a negative one to all your rolls. On that second box, it's negative two to all your rolls, and so on until you die. I just always felt like I was being a jerk when I was like, oh, by the way, you're unstable, so here, take some more damage. And yeah. someone would look at me and be like, I can't. And then I have to look at them and go, well, you need to make a new character because you're <laughs> dead now. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I didn't realize. So we, we discussed it as a group, and I was like, hey, I have this idea. How do you guys feel about it? And they were like, you know what? That works really well because if I'm lying on the ground and I'm bleeding... I should have a negative three if I'm about to die. And right. this game gives nothing to that. Right. And it makes everybody think about where everybody's at. Um, the luck points. The one thing, too. Just succeeding yeah. or not failing. Yeah. We yeah. added med kits. It's just 1d6 minus 1. Everybody gets 1 because I don't want to kill my characters unless we've discussed it. I want my characters to be my heroes, and I want them to survive. And people out there might know what that means. I'm not Gygaxian in my keeper yeah. ability. I don't want you to die. I want you to succeed. I want to make the story, and I want you to and, feel like a badass while you're doing right. it. Right, and, and to, to anyone, again, if, you don't, if you've never played this or, and you're just kind of humoring us or trying to get into this, um, the best way I've ever thought of like what these like live play kind of RPG games are, think, think of Sam as like the console. Of a, a video game and we're trying to play this game i'm the cartridge you yeah. guys have the controllers we have the controllers and we get to try to do the actions um but but it's, you went very nes on us right there yeah. <laughs> intentionally because that's what my brain does it's like nope that's what it is and just I'm so everyone knows man. we remember the nes because that's we true. all played an nes i was daydreaming about and it, great i'm going to a different cartridge system but Quest 64 the other day, <laughs> I was daydreaming about, I, I want to get a 64, just play Quest 64 again. It's a kind of random game, but... Dude, just buy a Switch. They're bringing out that whole N64 <laughs> platform on the Switch in like oh, two months. Nice. <laughs> but essentially, it's just, think of it like a video game. And you are going to, rather than it be a series of random algorithms that you'll never see the outcome of or why this thing succeeded or why it didn't, it's the dice. Yeah. The mm -hmm. dice decide everything. Yeah, and uh, to note on earlier when he said on a six or less you fail, it, it's kind of a, a, a helpful system at the same time because if you roll a six or less and fail, you gain an experience point. Yes. Which we every person I've ever played this system loves it. Yeah, strictly Absolutely. on the idea yeah. of that in, even in when I am rolling garbage. Run, because even when I fail, <laughs> I'm still... It's 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 almost you like get a gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gain something. I so am learning from my mess ups. Exactly. Yeah. You and learn from your mistakes. Is exactly how this platform is based. Seven times, and it takes five to level up. up yep. And I leveled up within seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once uh, you hit five experience points, you erase it in, it the, in you erase yeah. them and you level you up over and again. you get something. You get yeah. to choose from a list of something. You get to. Add, and, yeah, which is really cool system again, from Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, uh, especially depending on who you play with. If you have a relatively benevolent, uh, you know, and they're you know they'll chill and not be super bad. But some, if you fail rolls, they'll cut your head off, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and there's the other thing too is like in this, everybody has the same health, seven. Yeah. Period. You don't have a a, yeah. a, a tank. You don't yeah. have a 
an orc barbarian with 245 health at level 8. What? At most, you've yeah, got a no. character with two armor and something that negates a little bit of harm. And if that guy's in front and, and you just let him take it, he dies real fast. Yeah. So, real quick, let's go over some of uh, the the mechanics here. So, mm-hmm. again, if, you, if you're familiar with Dungeons & Dragons, you know uh, charisma and intelligence and those kind of things. And those are the kind of things that your plus or minus is your... Um, you would know the word that I'm thinking. Modifier attributes. Your modifier attributes stats, yep. um, would come from. So in this game, your modifier, and again, if, if you don't play this game, what a modifier means is when you roll your die, if you are, we'll just say, good at this thing, then you will get a plus, a corresponding plus to it. So if you roll a four, like, ah, oh, fuck. But the game is keeping in mind, uh, and we'll just say... Dungeons and Dragons for like if it was acrobats. If you're an acrobatic person, you're gonna get a plus on those because you shouldn't be failing those things. But in this game, we're not we don't have acrobatics, we don't have intelligence. The mechanics are charm, cool, sharp, tough, and weird. Which again, we talked about Sam and I talked about on the phone, uh, or maybe it was Rob, it was one of you guys. Uh I kinda hey, white Ben Affleck. <laughs> You got him on the phone, man never answers my calls. <laughs> um, I, I kind of dig, it's not that it's dumbed down or simple, but also it is, there are certain things like when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, like, can I, can I do this? Is this, does this count? Some of it's more intuitive almost yeah. because it is simplified. Right. Yes. Yeah. Where so, with this game is like, well, like, is this a weird, like, I don't know. Is what's happening? I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I mean, well, there's no magic involved, <laughs> yeah, but that's right. certainly not a dog. So yeah, yeah let's roll yeah. some weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you taking a rhinoceros and so, for a walk? And so <laughs> to, weird on that. To elaborate a little bit on what Cameron just said, uh, charm is usually used to manipulate people. That's your right. charisma. Or that's that's essentially your how charisma. You're uh, how you're, with the world. your your person appears or appeases to other people i should say uh your cool is acting under pressure or helping out in a certain way how which, cool a customer are composure, you, you right yeah, yeah. And, and composure emotions yes. in the game um, yeah and these are the actual functions in yeah. the game Act, acting under pressure is you know say if someone shoots an arrow at me and i'm like i'm gonna try to catch it yeah and he's gonna be like okay Roll act under pressure for me yeah. because yeah. that's a that's a that's and a give you the chance. And, that's what happens. Yeah. and I will tell you guys that in our bonus episode that we have previously recorded, that came into play. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it, Trust yeah. me, <laughs> it came into play. <laughs> but yeah, then you got sharp is like how smart uh, you are. Your your in, your intellect is investigating, reading Intuition. situations, yep. etc. Yeah, et your your tough is literally just how it sounds. It's how tough is your character? Can Let's you kick, kick some, some ass. ass? Which yep. is a mechanic in the game. Which, Can you protect someone? Which is a mechanic in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one is weird, which is usually going towards the use of magic it whether you're using magic or someone else is using magic but there are some other instances like sam had already said it's it's all about interpretation it's not magic but that's not a dog let's see what the hell is going on what i love about this game is it's the other things it's so boxed in where this is like where we can come like i don't know i just saw like this thing happen and to (sighs) me 
this seems like a weird role, and and you can try to try to appeal to your it, game master. In D and D lore, we call that a rules lawyering. <laughs> but yeah, in this instance, it, with this game, it's everything is imagination. Yeah. Yep, it's and not it, like D and D where you've got set limitations on what you can figure out. Which is fun. And it's and it's, it's all your role, and it's all how you imagine it, and it. it and exactly like in our, our bonus episode again that will come out at some point. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of that. We were just everything we thought of. It was a okay. Well, sure, this will work. Or like yeah. okay, well, tell me Would what that looks like. What do you think? Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, that's the important part. Is can you make that make sense to me? Yeah. If Why you can, would that happen? Yeah. If you can talk, <laughs> if you can talk me through it, I'm it's, in. I'll give it, you the role. It, Why not? It's like it's like when I trained in the police department. Mm-hmm. It's all beyond a reasonable doubt. If you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that that would work, okay, go okay, for it. Roll it. Yeah. Let's see yeah. what happens. And as, as a as a keeper, a GM, a DM, or whatever you want to call it, depending on what game you're playing, it's always about letting you guys do what you want to do. Even if I don't have it written down and I have no idea that it's coming, which has happened so many times in different games that it's just, you know what? That sounds awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Show me. Tell me. What's this look like? Make a roll. You roll the 10, and in my mind, I go, ah, crap. I was really hoping he'd fail that. And then I, <laughs> on the fly, have to be like, okay, nope, this is how that works. You've succeeded. This is how that goes. Again, Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. It's all about who you want them to be. It's all theater of the mind. It's so open that if D&D and all the stats and making sure those stats reflect the character you want to be seems uh, almost intimidating i would recommend this system yeah it's so easy to sit down at a table with these pre-made playbooks and just select a few things we've reskinned it to fit what we're building admittedly but anybody who's aware of the system will know we haven't changed much yeah we've always tried to stick with what's already existing written in print some of our characters are from offline but michael sands himself has frequently said hey this is this is stuff people made and i'm okay with it use it and we try to stay yeah. away from the more OP characters. And there's a lot of cool stuff out there for it that is as simple as you fill out a two-page character sheet, sit down, and you role-play it. Yeah. And, and, and that's for, what's fun about it. When yeah. we first started, or like when we first talked about it, I had a totally different character in mind. And then we just looked through some of these, um, I don't want to say made-up characters, but there are some... Fan made, yeah, fan yeah. made characters, and I was just like, guys, homebrew. Uh, uh, yeah, homebrew, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess this is maybe a good segue to talk about uh, my character um, and why I chose what I did. Um, unless we have more mechanics to go. Nope. Over. No, I think Let we're good. I think everybody good. listening has some idea to the point where they've tried to, yeah. to to chew on their own fingers to get away from the board. Because if, if you don't know, because <laughs> I talk too much, so much. Um, I think a big part of it, if you really don't know how these kind of games work. You're just gonna have to listen to it in action. Mm-hmm. It's and, yeah. We'll have to give Sam so much props and each other because so much of this game is rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of this is gonna be like, not how I thought this was gonna go. Let's figure this out together. And mm-hmm. Rob can attest as my dungeon master in another league or another <laughs> game. Uh, it, uh, I'm gonna. We fought a fart. We <laughs> fought a fart. Okay, there's no denying it. I was not prepared. Oh, well, we got to scrap tonight's game. It's yeah. not a surprise anymore. Yeah. Oops. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, my, my name is Cameron Baker, and I'm playing uh, the playbook I chose is the Henderson. Um, and he 
is a grumpy old man. And even with this, I kind of reskinned it a bit. This is not going to be uh, in this playbook. It's kind of like he's like an 80 year old get off my lawn type. Um, my character, um, Bernard Miller, is closer. I don't. I don't even have an exact age. He is between fifty and fifty-five. Um, but he uh, he's about six three, two hundred and fifteen pounds ish, and he's the kind of guy like Sam and I discussed. Um, when he walks into a room, he's one inch taller. Did you catch that? <laughs> no, he's six three. He's two inches shorter. Oh, okay. I was about to say, did you catch that? He made him taller. No, he's. My he's I, I, I no, you said no. six three. You're good. I'm, I'm six I five. You're wrong. fine. Okay. You're fine. I was like, did you hear that? He made himself taller. Yeah. I'm and just you guys can't see problems. it, but Taylor's actually four foot seven. So like, he <laughs> I have like six inches on you dude i don't want to hear it he's not even talking okay. about height Nobody rob get your yeah. place in order yeah. okay um so if we're talking one. about height i got eight inches on you <laughs> um so so bernard is um he is the kind of person he has a bit of an aura when he walks in a room uh he'll be your huckleberry <laughs> yeah. um that's, if, that's if you so choose but anyone who knows him well enough would know that's not a fight that you want um he's been in plenty of bar fights although i one thing i want to say i don't think that this guy is just your he's not going out to start shit but at the same time um start no shit take no shit and yeah he does in his town um, he's not gonna start it but he's gonna end it um and I, I, yeah i will say uh, maybe we should just start kind of at the end of who bernard was um bernard was a pretty normal guy he was a logger um, and he had a family. He had a wife named uh, Connie. Uh, he called her Connie. Her name was Constance. Um, he had two sons. And uh, they went to church. He was admittedly not necessarily the most religious person, but his wife, Connie, was kind of the, the bright spot in his life. Uh, the artist, she was uh, the one who showed him any new music, anything that ever made him feel anything. Happy spouse, uh, happy house. Yeah. If your significant other says we're going to and church and they mean your, that much, you go. Yeah, he, he was just your average, you know, kind of wisecracking uh, blue-collar worker. Uh, one day when they went in, uh, everything was fine, and they came out, and a gargoyle, you heard me right, a gargoyle, uh, killed not only his family uh, while exiting the church, but several members of the church. The congregation. The yep. congregation. Mm -hmm. And uh, he went and reached, enraged, panicked. He went and reached into his Ford Bronco, pulled out his shotgun named Lucille. Uh, and the name, it, her name is Lucille for no other reason than she just felt like a Lucille. The name means nothing to him. <laughs> He's that kind of person where yeah. it's like, I reached for it and called it Lucille. So that's what its name is. That's her name. Um Shout out Walking Dead. Is is that I don't watch Walking Dead. Oh yeah, so uh, uh, Negan's Negan's bat was wrapped in barbed wires. He has named Lucille. Oh, so man, do I gotta change some? Because you I don't, don't have. No, you're good, no, man. No, no. no we're mean, shouting the, I mean, out to is, is okay. We picture your character as John Winchester with nothing oh, to live for. Exactly. And now you're carrying a is shot. Negan. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey. 
Hey, brother. No, it's good. eye contact. It's a good thing. You're eye contact. You're still original. You and I didn't okay, realize Gary. that You're last original. night. No, we had no, no clue when you came up with that name. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't watch that show. I'm so like that's like the one I got. I got played out of zombie. I watch a lot of zombie movies. So when Zo- Walking Dead came out, I was already like played out. I don't know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I didn't watch it. Well, anyway, so he it's had like shotgun. Um, he went and got his shotgun. Uh, Lucille, God damn it. <laughs> Trouble man. Um, and he just uh, unloaded on this gargoyle, uh, which, and, you know, it's lava like blood was everywhere. Uh, when the bullets didn't take it down, he went in, he picked up a marble holy water font, and then, like, crazy family dad strength beat this thing to death. On the church He's steps. Yoked. He yeah. is yoked. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this guy's a logger. Like he was think, a logger. Like don't he, he think of him around. as like you know, uh, like a fitness model. Think of him. No, he's a burly, stout. Yeah. Brick earned it the hard way. Yeah. 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 He drinks beer, but he's yeah. He, he like I said, he he looks like a guy you don't want to mess with. He's he's a he's a large person. Um, leg day was remembering to lift with your legs and not your <laughs> yeah, back yeah. as you were trying yeah. to lift a tree trunk up uh, so, and get so, it moved. So he took the uh, took this gargoyle out, um, and while that was happening, he saw, or after that was done, uh, when his rage was calming down, he saw some black SUVs uh, rolling up to the church. Most of the other people, anyone who was alive, had dispersed. They were gone. Um, and they explained to him kind of what was happening. Uh, this was a kind of a one-off. This was not uh, an organized attack. But monsters are real. And this gargoyle was one of them. And unfortunately, he lost his family due to that. And he kind of right then and there decided he wanted to do anything he could to be a part of this organization if, if he could kill as many of these monsters as he could. And that's what he's done for about the last 20 years. Um, that anger is a, subsiding a bit. Um, and now he just wants to, he would never say it outwardly. Now his goal is to, he just wants to save people. Um, but uh, that's on the inside. Outwardly, he is just a, Shit talking old man who's seen. A He's lot of just shit. a gruff old guy. That's all. There's all. All He's you that, can do to. That's explain. what it boils down to. He's yeah. that guy in the bar that when they choose to talk to you and be friendly, like deep down, those yeah. of us who tr- try our hardest to pretend to be men, like we watch the Alaskan survival shows to see how real men live, <laughs> are are just like I'm really glad that that guy talked to me and seemed cool. That was cool, and he didn't look at me and say, "Hey, that's a bitch biscuit on your head. Get the fuck out of my way with your artisanal <laughs> bullshit." And I I apologize. Uh, there should be a content warning. Yeah, we'll, we'll make one. We'll, we'll make one. There. That's it's my episode yeah. zero. It's what this is for. Um, Post edit. We'll put that up front. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's pretty much Bernard and what his life has been like Um, while he's lived on the road. um, Think very much supernatural. Uh, That's kind of what he's done. uh, Kind of living on the road. He wanted to be a part of this organization, but also apart from it, he didn't wear a suit. He wears his normal attire that he wore to work, Uh, you know, um, leather jacket. uh, Sometimes it's hard to do the work around the badge. Right. And right. so it was, you know what, I'll be aware, and I can do some side jobs for you, but 
I don't I don't need that trouble. I yeah. I don't care if it has a family. I don't care what its rights are. Yeah. You point me in a direction and it's going to die. It's a monster. Yeah, and that's that's part of the organization is that some people, some creatures have to eat to live and right. it's making those deals, making permits, making it so hey, you have a right to live as long as you follow the rules, you're cool. Go do your thing. It's when you step outside the box that somebody shows up and tells you, hey, there's a box for a reason. Yeah. And, if that, and it can be six feet under, or you can play it cool and follow the rules. And if that person is Bernard Miller, he will not let you play it cool. He's already <laughs> messed up by letting you know who you if are. If he showed up, there's a problem. <laughs> um, he yeah. will show up in his Ford Bronco. And I've decided, uh, we kind of talked about it. So he, he is always going to have in his black uh, duffel bag, he will always have his peas. B's and J's. And that is peanut butter, bourbon and beef jerky. I messed it up. <laughs> you loser. No, B's and J's. Bourbon, beef, right. and jerky. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah that worked. His PB yeah, and J's. Yes, yes, I did have it right. Yeah, PB yeah. and J's. <laughs> oh no! I left out pretzels. That's what it was. It was pretzels, peanut butter, <laughs> beef jerky. I forgot about the pretzels. <laughs> so those that that's pretty much what he survived on for like twenty years. Uh, that that is your character to a T. Unfortunately, Rob, if you want to talk about you, your character hasn't been introduced yet. But you yeah, there's do a reason you can. for that. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll find out about my character in due time. Uh, I will leave it very limited i will also say like many of my friends here uh, my character's going to be very dynamic um, nothing's going to be static i don't want everything to be canon immediately uh, so we'll leave it at that so i'm rob hamilton uh, my audio sound different i'm in denver colorado um, if you guys hadn't heard that earlier uh, i have been friends with these guys for a while first of all i want to say thank you sam we appreciate you doing this and helping us get together this was such an organic thing i'm your weak uh, link here brother Don't i have been friends with yet. sam for 16 years i have been friends with cameron for 18 years give or take and taylor while you're newer you just rolled right in with us um like you fit in i think he showed up at probably right about two years now and it was just give or take he's one of us he's cool. yeah. yeah don't worry about yeah him. we're just we're just buddies and so uh you will hear us talking shit and roasting, and if you hear us name drop products, we're 0% sponsored. We're just real guys having real fun and rolling with the punches. So that's that's who we are. Um, who I am, again, I'm Rob. I am partly responsible for bringing these misfits together. Genuinely, they you wanted to see me when I went back home to visit. responsible for yeah. it, mm -hmm. not partly. <laughs> so when everything yeah. goes wrong, we blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so uh, scapegoat of life, scapegoat of this group, by all means. Um, but enough about me. I will tell you more about me if you guys want to slide into my DMs at a later date and time. Um, Who are you my audio to pick up? You're happily does... married to a wonderful <laughs> human being. What do you mean slide into my DMs? For the, record, loser? for the record, we expect exactly zero female audience. <laughs> hey, hey, my grandma's going to listen to this. You don't know. You know what? If Nana wants to slide in my DMs, Amanda may give me a hall pass. Whoa. <laughs>
Oh, I, I gotta stop picturing that now because that's how my brain works. <laughs> yeah, so I backed off real fast and just glazed yeah. over. Uh, yeah, this is what uh, I wanted this show to be. And this is us rolling with the punches, as you guys can see. We are um, a motley crew, that's for so, sure. Yeah. So I mean, I think we have maybe Borgy so, with mechanics and and things of that nature uh, so much. Let, Rob, it sounded like you had one more thing to say. Yeah, I was just gonna say my character. You will know him as Orpheus, Morpheus from Matrix without the M. Okay, if you look at Greek mythology, he'll be very loosely based off of the Orpheus from Greek mythology. I am going to try to do a gruff French accent at times. It is going to sound terrible. I may lose it at times. I really appreciate you guys rolling with me. Voices aren't my thing, but I want to differentiate Rob from Orpheus. So I'm going to do my best to do that. Yeah, and uh, it's much appreciated. I'm going to do the same. I kind of have a bit of a voice. To be honest, it's not much more other than just talking a little lower than normal. Uh, um, he makes a face when he does it. It's pretty good. I liked it. That's my Bell's palsy. Leave me alone. That is, <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, Too real. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do we have anything else that we want to close before we close that we need to, to speak on? I think? The only thing I think there's really left to say is that, and this will probably be mentioned dropped in at various times throughout various episodes we're a bunch of midwestern white folk and we're going to visit parts of the world we're going to see different cultures we're going to see monsters from different cultures if we do an accent if if we represent a culture inappropriately or we give you information on a monster that maybe doesn't fit eventually we will have a way to be reached out to and like don't ever hesitate to write me a four-page email that says, hey, I like what you're trying to do, but you really misrepresented some stuff here. Absolutely. I would rather have the end of an episode be, hey, Megan reached out to me and told me everything I told you was a little racist and wrong. This is what this should really look like, and this yeah. is how this should have really played out. I'm sorry. I'm up for learning. I'm not perfect. I don't have the ego to fight anybody when I'm wrong. Yeah. It's like, no, teach so it's me. It's certainly not the goal of this show. Right. No, it's, it's I, I don't want to offend people. Yeah, we, I don't we, we want, want to culturally we, appropriate. But as your keeper, when you visit new places, I'm the one who has to embody those people. I'm the one who has to do the folklore. And I'll admit, most of the time, you're looking at about six or seven different websites telling me the same thing before I decide an idea yeah. gets to be used. I'm trying to yeah. make sure it's consistent. Uh, first episode was going to have a bunyip from Australian mythology in it. That was going to be the problem. I couldn't find enough websites that agreed on what it was to not misrepresent it and feel like I was doing an injustice. I'm not trying to culturally appropriate. You're going to hear stories and you're going to go, that guy took a Stephen King story. Wait, as soon as that's revealed, I'm going to tell you in whatever break or right. end of the episode, I'm going to say, hey, I wrote Stephen. I read. Wow. That's going to need to be edited because that's horrible. <laughs> it's not I wrote. It's I read Stephen King's Salem's Lot. And I love the idea of the lot being a vampire-filled town. That is yep. where that came from. I'm going to be like, hey, this sounds like a creepypasta you read in the early 2000s. Yeah, I read it last week and thought it was amazing. So I yep. made a story. I'm going to try to give credit where I can. So yep. I'm yeah, either... which, I'll, we'll try to keep all that stuff in the – we can say it and we can also mm -hmm. put it in the um... – Where the show notes with or show however notes. that works yeah. and it – 
I just need people to know that we're not looking to offend anyone. And if we do, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, because yeah, I think what you what, said is perfect. We like, are a couple Midwestern white dudes. We're Midwestern white dudes game. doing our best. And yeah, if we'll you are an, an African-American person from Louisiana and you're like, hey, that episode had a voodoo and hoodoo in it. I appreciate what you tried to do, but it was wrong. Yeah. So let, I, I will yeah. Skype you before the next episode so that I can learn as much as I can. We're not yeah. trying to culturally appropriate. I'm not stealing stories. Don't be Please. afraid to correct me. Call me on it. We're, we're not trying Please. to take uh, anybody's intellectual property or yep. anything like that. We're going to try we're to give just, credit where we can. Yeah, we'll give credit yep. where, where credit is due. We just want them to know that we enjoyed their stuff so much that we took a little piece of it and we use that seed use it yeah Put use it that seed world. to to, to grow a tree in our world if there's a character to that needs to be represented and we don't feel like we represent that character right now like we said we're just a couple guys in a basement um and one guy in denver in a basement also in a basement though <laughs> so also yeah um if we get to a point where we can have these characters more accurately represented and that's what we'll do so we're up um, for it. Yeah. Oh, man, four dudes said, in a basement. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I have not clicked on it. I, I haven't either. I, have, I actively <laughs> avoid that. <laughs> it's all well But if that's your There's thing, no you go ahead. no any of us. Yeah. And mm. we all take inspiration from different things. We're all nerds for different things and different reasons. So please bear with us as we learn and grow ourselves. There is no ill intent in anything we say or do. We're just having a good time. Yeah. And if, right. if you know it, reach out. It's correct like, us. Hey, yeah. Correct us. Yeah, that's it, Rob. Perfect. Yeah. Correct us. Don't – if you come at me Don't and you're hate like, us. I hope your yeah. family dies in a fire, you're a terrible person, I'm going to pass over it like every other horrible internet comment. Yeah. You send me three, four pages where it's just like, hey, you messed up on A, B, and C. Let me explain to you how it really works. I'm going to read it. I'm going to email you back. And if I go back to wherever you, I have misstepped – Maybe I'll Skype you and just yeah. be like, hey, talk to me about this. We'll this is what I want to do. We'll figure it out. Because it, it's not our intent. Yep, we're good old boys. We're sitting in a basement. But we want to reach people and we want to share stories. And if the, story, if the story shuts down for you because we horribly misrepresented you, your culture, or your belief, tell us. And it's going to be, hey, Megan, reach out to me. We did this episode. It had this monster. We were wrong. We're sorry. Not our intent. And we're going to move on from there. I mean, it's yeah, not yeah. going to be huge. I'm sorry. It's live and learn. That's where we're at. And we hope you guys enjoy the world we're showing you. Yeah. So um, I, th I think that's a good, this is a good place to shut it down. Um, the next time you hear from us. It's It'll be episode one. Episode one. Woo. All right. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll Appreciate you. Be good. <laughs> <laughs>